Welcome to Time Sync. This is episode 86. I am co-host Amoldi. And I am host co-Hamza. Gotta keep guessing, Amoldi. Gotta keep guessing. No, we don't. No, we really don't. <laughs> First topic of the day. So It's gonna be kind of weird when, when there's only one topic, though. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. One and only. It's still first. You can't deny that. Hmm. We've talked about legal battles actually quite quite often on this podcast sometimes, I feel like. We are a political podcast. That's true. <laughs> but this is it's, this was the thing. So, like, I saw the, I saw the, the, the title of the article. I'm like, right, I got I to check what this is about. Standard clickbait. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. But it worked. Like, I actually read the article. I didn't just stop at the title like normal. New York's highest court weighs question of whether elephant is a person. Elephants are people. I can just hear. I can imagine people saying, "Elephants are people too," and they're like, "What are you talking about? Elephants are people." <laughs> what do you think this article is about, or what? The- what do you think is going on here? Listen, it's very simple. Okay, elephants have rights. They want a family. They have kids. They want a nine-to-five job. Okay. They should be allowed to drive on the freeway. That's all. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, bro. What? I don't even know what to think here. Elephants are people. Is that really what? What is? What is the title? Uh, once again. For the people in the back. New York's highest court weighs question of whether elephant is a person. Is a person. A human person? Person, Hans, a person. Technically, they didn't say human person. So I guess this, this might be a thing of like an animal versus a... No, it makes no sense at all. Or oh, intelligence. It's something about intelligence. Kinda. Basically, what it boils down to is there's an organization called the non Non-Human Rights Project. What? Which... Which sounds weird because like it's it's non-human is one word there, so it's 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 a rights oh, okay. project for non. It sounds like they want no rights for humans, right? Yeah. That's what it kind of sounds like. Non-human rights project, and they believe that Happy, which is the name of an elephant, in a New York Zoo, specifically the Bronx Zoo, which I hear which I've, is a name I've heard of, don't know anything about the zoo itself. They believe that because it is intelligent enough, it should be considered a person, legally speaking. And so it should be able to be set free. It shouldn't be forced to live in the, the one, that small amount of space that's given at the zoo. I can see it now. I can understand it now. So Venny Happy has been living at the Bronx Zoo for 45 years. This is a pretty crazy. I, forget, I thought that you forget how long animals live compared to humans. Yeah, he's older than I am, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah, sure. That's way more. So they're specifically calling on a habeas corpus proceedings. Oh my god, bro! I, when you said that word, it kind of triggered my memories from high school. What does that mean? Why? Because we learned that in high school. That was like a big thing. Through a habeas corpus proceeding, which is a way for people to challenge illegal confinement. So they believe that happy should be considered a person. They, I guess, I, her. It's just her. So I'm assuming the elephant's female. That she should be able to challenge the illegal confinement. Elephant should be able to challenge the illegal confinement that's under. The zoo is having none of this. <laughs> Oh, the Zoom, obviously. They're going to lose money. The, they actually did point to how back in 2005, Happy apparently was the first elephant to pass a self-awareness indicator test, where basically they drew a white X on her forehead, and then they put her in front of a mirror, and she was able to recognize her that was her reflection and poke the, the X on her own forehead by using the mirror. Okay. Which is something I wasn't aware animals could do. I didn't realize animals could recognize themselves in mirrors like that. I didn't realize they couldn't recognize themselves in mirrors. That's like a, that seems you like a that? very seems like a very basic thing. No, no. A lot of times when you put an animal in front of a mirror, they'll they'll like get on the defensive or get ready to attack because they think it's another animal. 
Jeez, they don't recognize themselves in their reflection. Animals, the disappointment. You're disappointing me here. So the zoo is like, nah, we ain't having this. And their concerns are actually kind of interesting because they're concerned that if this, this could set up precedents where they could lead to more legal battles for other animals in the zoo. Right? They, oh, they, the elephant was able to pass the self-awareness test, so it gets a pass. But then they'll be like, oh, what about this animal? And this animal like, eventually could lead to it. And they even include like, what about pets? Could it go to the point where like you're illegally confining your own pet? Which makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. This thing it spends a lot of time. This article spends a lot of time on the history of the of the the elephant. Like you know, oh, it was added to the zoo in the early 1970s along with another elephant named Grumpy, who was fatally injured in 2002 with a in a confrontation with two other elephants. Don't know why that's relevant to the story. Tragic. Truly. Yeah. Okay. Happy now lives in an enclosure adjacent to other elephant Patty. Once again, don't know why this is relevant, but they felt the need to put it in the article. How big is the enclosure? One acre. How big is one acre? Having a clue. <laughs> it's an acre. How many miles? It's about it's about one acre. That is a uh... wait. Is acre an area then? Acre is an area thing. It's a measure of area. Oh, great. How many so acres? Like, is one it's... straight mile. What's that? So is it one mile squared? One acre is point zero zero one five square miles. Zero zero one. That's small. Point zero zero one. So one point zero zero. So one thousandth of a mile squared. Yes. Can you find that in square feet? <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's 43,000. Okay, okay. 43,000 square feet. Okay, okay. There. How many football fields is that? <laughs> How many football? Well, a football field is what? Uh, 100, 140 yards by... Oh, it's it's roughly one football field. Wait, no, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. It's one football field is roughly one acre. Oh, really? Wow, okay. I can't believe we're doing like the American thing of like just measuring things in the most ridiculous units. But actually, it does help in this case. Yo, it really does help. Yeah, what football field is pretty big for one elephant, dude. I don't know. How big is an elephant? On the search of the square footage of an elephant. It's not that big, dude. So apparently, this, this, this trial, it has the lower courts have ruled against the NRP, the Non-Human Right Project, so far. And they failed on like, they've done this before with similar kind of things. What they tried to do with a chimpanzee back in like... What was, what was the year? Or just, the article just says involving a chimpanzee in upstate New York named Tommy. So Tommy, unfortunately, did not get his uh, due justice. And so now he's, I guess, still, still caged somewhere. But apparently, last October, this is the, this is the, this is the reason why I want to talk about this. That's because it sounds so ridiculous that I had to bring it up. Last October, at the urging of a different animal rights group, a federal judge ruled Colombian drug kingpin Pablo Escobar's infamous cocaine hippos could be recognized as people or interested persons with legal rights in the U.S. They're in the U.S.? They weren't. That's the weird thing. And it specifically states, the decision had no real ramifications for the hippos themselves, given that they reside in Colombia. But for some reason, they were able to get a judge to be like, yeah, okay, they count as people, legally speaking. These cocaine hippos. And I'm just like, is this all just a joke? <laughs> is this all just one big joke? I'm a little confused here because... Well, okay, here, I'm a, I'm a little confused here. So, we have an elephant here. Yes. And they they claim that the elephant, because the elephant is intelligent enough, he shouldn't be in a zoo. Or, sorry, she shouldn't that be in a zoo. It should be able to fight illegal confinement. That's their wording. So, they don't care if the elephant's in the zoo or not. She, They just want her to fight. Illegal. They want her, they they want to, uh, the elephant to be moved to a more, like, a more, a bigger area with more, I guess, amenities, I guess you I could say. So, not in the wild. 
but a bigger enclosure. Yeah, it seems like they don't want to put it back in the wild, which is why I find weird. Because I totally thought they'd be like, oh, put it back in the wild, even though realistically that would mean that it would die. So here's my question to you. Is if an, ele- if, if an, if an animal is intelligent enough, should they be confined? Should we be allowed to confine them? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? If the animal is actively trying to escape, then I would say no. If like, you can see the animal like constantly struggles to get out of said cage, then it would bother me. But if the elephant's just relaxing, chilling, doesn't care, then I feel like it makes it a bit more okay. Because like, I wouldn't mind living in a space where all my needs are taken care of. Yeah, but people be watching you every single time. Yeah, 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 that'd be weird. I mean, it's not... Though maybe you don't... The thing is, do you understand that people are watching you? Maybe you just don't even know. I mean, to the elephant, it's probably normal, right? It's probably known this his entire life. Like, that's just, it just thinks this is what life is. Yeah, make it okay. I know there was a study I was, I was reading recently where they, they had a bunch of monkeys in a room and they put a ladder with a banana on top. And the monkeys would go up, they would take the banana and they would go down. Then every once in a while, after the monkey started going, any monkey would go up to get a banana. They would release like sprinklers or something. They would get all the monkeys. Wet. I think I think it was a, uh, that was electric shock. Okay, shock. Oh, whatever, dude. Pick your poison. And then basically they would punish the they would punish the monkeys, all the monkeys. Yeah. Anytime a monkey would start to go near near the ladder, they'd be they just start beating it. What happened? What they found? What happened was as the monkeys would reach up, the monkeys themselves would beat the other monkeys because they don't want to get electrocuted. They want to get they don't get the pain. Then what happened is they they replaced the monkeys one by one like ship of Theseus and. The end of the day, they put in with the they put in a new monkey who has no knowledge of the, the sprinklers or the electrical shock or any of it. Yeah, and and they would go up the ladder naturally for the banana, and then suddenly get beat. And they did this until they replaced all the monkeys, and they didn't even give them any punishment for getting the bananas. And yet, whenever a, whenever a monkey would try to reach the banana, they would beat them up, but they would have no idea why. None of them would have yeah, any idea. Yeah, it's one of those cases where, like a society can just learn to do something for a reason that made sense at one point. But then they continue it forever because it's just what was expected. Well, or they believe it's supposed to be done. Animals might do that, but I don't think humans. Uh, do oh, humans do that all the time. What are you talking about? Give dude? me an example. Traditions, every tradition, every no, single one. No, because there's always people that people. There's all. Have you haven't you heard reject modernity? There's all. <laughs> there, are, there are always people <laughs> out there that will question it. And if you're questioning that's it, that's already yeah. past. Humans, it. humans tend to be better at questioning it and being, and bringing it up. No, just, but I do feel like a lot of humans will just go along with things just because it's what they think is supposed to be normal. I think they go along with it because it's easy rather than what they think is normal. They're like, whatever, I don't care. I don't care enough. Does that make, does that make a difference? It does make a difference because if you think it's normal, then you're agreeing with it. You're kind of, you're, you're saying this is this is what it is. So you think the easy person, like they, they questioned it, realized that there wasn't a point in questioning it. It's not worth it. Like whatever conclusion they came to is like, oh, this is why we did it. It may not be applicable anymore, but it's not doing much harm, I guess. No, no, not, 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 not that. They just, they just don't care enough to even change it. Even if they know that, oh, even if it is causing harm, even if it's causing harm, they're just too lazy to do it. That's, yeah, but that's worse. That one, I definitely see it because people, people, you know, it is difficult for people to do stuff, right? Anyways, it is difficult to exist. Yes. Here's, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Okay, if you have an animal, like you always see the examples of orcas in where is it? Sea World. Sea World, where it's they're. They have like a tiny pond or something, like uh, compared to their size, and they're like being confined, and you know they're it, it obviously doesn't feel like they're enjoying it. Why not? For for me, watching it is pretty cool. I mean, who doesn't want to see an orca? Like that's a killer whale, my dude. Like they're pretty. Let me let's be real. But but that doesn't mean that you know our enjoyment should be their pain, right? So should they be released? Should a lion be released? Should a falcon be released? Should birds be released? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if a rat was was released. Kind of deal. 
I feel like people, yeah, you're right. Like, I think it, 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 a lot of it comes down to how much do we like the animal? Because I don't think anyone would fight for the rat. I mean, or like little to nobody would fight for the rat. Yeah. But for the peacock or for the elephant, they'll fight. Yeah, but it's also like the intelligence angle, which I'm, which I'm very interested. They go, they're going through the intelligence way, which is like an elephant is intelligent, therefore it shouldn't be confined or shouldn't be in a smaller enclosure. So you think you just you you do you do a progression of every animal they think is intelligent. You have a list of them. These animals yeah. are intelligent, therefore they shouldn't be confined in the same way that unintelligent animals are, or they should be free, whatever the case might be. A lot yeah. of animals are pretty pretty intelligent. Like I mean, intelligent in what way, right? But like dogs are very intelligent. Cats are very intelligent. They can do a lot of cool things. They can be trained. They can do. I mean, it's pretty. That's that's smart, right? But does that mean that they should that they should be that it should be illegal to keep them confined? I remember a long time ago, I, this is a study where it's like I don't know how valid the study was or how well done it was conducted, but supposedly, like if you if you put a dog in front of a mirror, the dog will freak out. It'll bark at the other dog, thinking it's another dog, right? But they realized that if you sprayed the scent of the own dog, the, the the dog's own scent. Like in the room with the mirror, suddenly they don't they don't freak out as much. Like so, it seems it had the implication that dogs their eyes their eyesight's weaker, sight isn't their primary sense. Scent is, and so they're able to recognize themselves through their scent. So it's like, oh, does that count then as intelligence of like self awareness? Oh yeah, definitely. Just because just because the dog has a different sense of self awareness because it uses smell, it's more reliant on smell than humans who rely on vision most of the time. So should that count too? But also, self-awareness, does that mean that you're intelligent? That just because you're aware of yourself? I never... Because, I, like, I believe that all... I didn't know. I didn't even know that animals weren't self-aware. Like, in that sense. Like, I mean, if you look in a mirror, it seems like pretty... It's For me, it's like second nature, right? But it's like, an animal looking in the mirror doesn't realize that it's themselves. That's uh, very interesting. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't know that. Like, yeah, most animals, they freak out. If you put a... They, they, they think that they put, like, a mirror in a jungle. And every time, like, an animal just be walking... And it walks by the mirror and it looks to its right and it freaks out. Because I think suddenly there's like another one next to him. And then they, sometimes they, they walk up and they kind of like poke it to see like what happens. So then they know. It seems like they know that it's a mirror. It's, it does seem to imply that they know that it's a mirror. But they don't, that doesn't mean that they recognize the reflection as themselves. And the way that this one does. Well, like if you put an X on the elephant's head where it can't see it. But in the reflection it can't. And it can, it's able to touch the X because it knows the reflection is it. Yeah, but so, anyways, the the point was, just because you're self-aware, does that mean you're intelligent? I feel like it it, it gives the like what is the definition of intelligence? A standard for intelligence, like I guess intelligence is like super fuzzy, but like it, it it's a different tier. Like I feel like something that's not self-aware is less intelligent than something that is able to recognize itself. Okay, sure. I think I agree. I think I would agree with that. But it's like okay, but then I guess it raises the question of how can you test self-awareness reliably? Because like. We, we, with the example of the dogs, we realize, okay, it seems like dogs' scent is their primary sense. And for humans, it's mostly vision. But then it's like, what about like an animal that's like a bat or something that's like sound-based? How would you even do a test of self-awareness for sound-based? Just play back their own sound? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking too human. And it, it, that does make sense to a bat. But also, don't, don't most an- a lot of animals know like who their parents are? Like their mother or their dad or, you know? Yeah, they, they can recognize other... They can recognize others. That's pretty. Not not others, but their parents. Like it's like a relation. I don't know. Like I see, du- you see ducks following like their their mother. They it's obviously that they know that this is like their mother, not like some random duck, or or do they not know? I know it's like this thing about imprinting, right? Like we say like oh, when the when the the first person or something that the duck sees when it hatches, it imprints on and thinks it's. The, no, I their saw mother. that on Tom and Jerry. Yeah, is that is that real? Yeah, 
I don't know. I have no clue. I've always just been told that's the thing that animals can do. I remember there was a, a Tom Scott video that came out recently about a guy who like rides basically like this. I forget what it's called. An aeroglide, I think. It's a, it's basically like a hang glider with like a small engine on the back. A, a big fan on the back. And he rides it all, like side by side with birds. But he says he has to, he has to like raise the birds himself so that they trust him and the airplane basically. And like, and so he does that by like being there when they hatch and being with them like for every moment of their early life, so that they recognize him as like trustworthy and the the machine as trustworthy to fly with. What? Why is he even flying with the birds? This this is like. Oh, okay. So okay, so then you do the backstory. Of this it's the whole Tom Scott video on it's pretty interesting, but the basic gist of it is these birds were going, they becoming endangered, endangered, and were going to become extinct. And he realized that it it was like something to do with like the the, the migration path was like suboptimal i guess you could say and that if they would if they were to go a new migration path then they could actually survive more and not be as endangered and so he raised them up flew with them and basically flew the entire migration path with them guiding them as the as the parent as the leader on the new migration path the next generation just learned to fly that new migration path kind of like that monkey thing we talked about earlier where they just kind of did something because it was what they thought was normal no, they, they all just started they started following the new migration path, and now the the animal is no longer as endangered as it was before. Like it worked, and now he just kind of just keeps doing it, like seemingly just cause. Pretty ingenious. It is pretty clever. I I, I thought like it sounds so ridiculous that it couldn't possibly work for real. Like it seems like too too good. But then again, I mean, if the animal was doing it was in danger, then should humans really mess with it? You know, I'm just saying, like that. I think you say it kind of as a joke, but it's something I do think about. It's like, how much is it just like you know, like when you see those documentaries, are like oh. The gazelle escaped the lion. And you're like, woo. And then the documentary is like, now the lion will most surely starve to death. It's like, ah, oh, damn it. It's like, how much is it just like, this is the natural order. There's like, obviously, I feel like if humans mess something up enough that it causes these issues, then it's like one thing. But if the animal itself is just endangered because it's just no longer fit for the environment it's in, because other animals adapted better than they did, do humans need to get involved? Should they get involved? It's like pandas and stuff, right? Yeah, pandas are like awful, right? Like as much as, as cute as they are. They're awful in terms of, like, nature, right? You know, I, I, it's one of those things where you, you got... I mean, as a human, I think most people are very uh, empathetic. So they're like, oh, we want to help the animal. But then yeah. it's like, you're helping... I feel the same way. You're helping the animal survive, but then, the like you said, the lion, he also needs food. What are you going to give the lion then? Yeah, if, if an endangered species is gro- grows more, surely it's the existence of those more animals is going to take food out of the ecosystem because they're consuming food that someone else could have had. Yeah. So, like, is that fair to the other ones? Like, you could save a moose from a wolf, but should you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Same thing with, like, the, yeah, you could, you could save a gazelle from the lion, but then how is that fair to the lion? Just because, like, the lion, the lion doesn't know better. It's, it's not like a human where it hunts for fun. Maybe they do. Maybe some animals do hunt for fun. But, like, you know, in this death scenario, we're assuming the, the lion is hunting for food. Yeah. Or maybe the lion can become vegetarian, you know? Then we don't have to worry about this. <laughs> it surely can't. Okay. Is that even a lion anymore? If a lion, if like you can like genetically modify a lion so that it's it can survive on a vegetarian diet, is that a lion anymore? Or is that something something else entirely? No, it's still a lion. Why wouldn't that be a lion? I wouldn't call it a lion. I wouldn't. So the defining characteristic of a lion is that it eats meat. That's not the defining characteristic Ca- of a lion. Carnivore is a pretty important attribute of lion. Yes. No, no, it's not. The important attribute of a lion is that it looks like a lion. The looks. That's all that matters. I'm trying to think of an animal that like looks very similar but they're different diets and therefore it would destroy your argument but i can't think of one so because there is none bro to be fair the look of an animal is probably determined heavily by the diet lions have those big jaws and those big teeth because they get to like cut a spine 
in one bite. If someone shows you a huge lion with a mane, you're gonna be like, nah, that's, that's not a lion. That's vegetarian. <laughs> Which is still a lion. <laughs> is it though? All right. Oh my god. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't like. If someone's like, oh, I would look at like, oh, that looks like a lion. I'm like, oh, it doesn't eat meat. It's pure vegetarian. It has a completely different diet to the normal lion. Like, is that a lion anymore? How's that not a lion? I just don't. I don't get how that's even an argument. It's a lion. Like, are you saying a human, like a human person that eat that becomes vegetarian, they're no longer like a, a human or something? Like, I don't know. Because no, they're better, right? No. <laughs> I know. No, I, I know. But because the humans are the one exception, because like we're, we can like reason and stuff. Like, that's very unique. No. Okay. All right. Humans are exception. The one case that kind of makes them. All right. We'll leave. I'm actually curious to know: is is vegetarianism like a thing in nature? Where, like some animals can eat meat but just never do. It's a great. That's a great question. Maybe if the it's easier to get, but like, what is the reason behind that? The probably not ethical reasons. Probably just because it's easier to get some like berries yeah. than it is to hunt a fish or something. I wouldn't. I wouldn't surprise if like there's two. There are two animals. They're both the same species, but in environment A, the herbivore diet is more easily sustainable, and environment B, the carnivore one is, and so they're both the exact same animal, but they just eat non-meat or eat only meat depending on the scenario that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why in my head I feel like at some point we would, we would call those two different species. Yeah, you're crazy. Even though like you're crazy. I, what is the definition of species? It's like if if they can mate, it's a spe- they're the same species or something like that. But then that because like horse and mules and stuff. Well, it doesn't matter, bro. But there's a line is a line is a line. But if that line could speak, we couldn't understand what he was saying. What? What does that mean? There's this one phrase that I always mock because I think it's, it, the idea is that if a line could speak English, you wouldn't be able to understand it because you just have different frames of reference of what existence and life is. So even if a, if a lion could speak English, you wouldn't be able to communicate still because you just live totally different lives. I, yeah, because I can communicate if you speak English, yeah. That's what I don't get. I don't get this phrase. Honestly, it just, honestly, it sounds like it's like it's based off like some like racist ideal. Honestly. Oh. We're just, it seems like it was made by some racist people who are just like, we can't communicate with them. Even though they learn a language, we can't communicate with them because they, they just live a different culture, you know? That's what it feels like. Nah, I never not. understood this phrase. Bollocks. Also, dude, the real question is, if a tree fell in the forest, and it did, and no one was there to listen. Did it make a sound? I hate you. We should talk about that in one of the podcasts. Cause I, yeah, no, could, we shouldn't. That could be just... that could be a three-hour discussion. I'm just saying, easily. Anyways, going back to the article real quick. <laughs> Apparently, uh, one of the concerns, which is like a very valid concern, is that under this, this is a quote, newfangled theory of personhood. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> they could easily sweep up other animals like pigs, cows, and chickens. And now, like, it definitely makes way more sense why they care about this elephant so much. It's like it's just like this roundabout way of getting, like, making basically eating meat illegal. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what I'm thinking is weird. It, it, now it makes way more sense. Even humans kill intelligent humans all the time in wars. Yeah. So it's not like yeah. a, like, I mean, this is, this is, a, this is an even better reason than war. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's an easier reason. Yeah, but yeah, the, the article ends with, like, this really weird thing. Like, oh, but at the end of the day, uh, yeah, so the decision's going to come in, a, in the coming months. I'll probably try to keep up with it. You know, I, I usually do, but it might go under my radar because who cares? The answer is going to be no. Savage. The judge is, is going to be like, no, this is stupid. And that's it. But even then, like, the, the article eventually like, oh, one, like, this one case probably won't be enough to set a precedence. It's been, like, a very unique case. Even if this one case wins, it probably won't be, it won't start, it won't, like, open the floodgates. And they, they asked, like, this professor at Rutgers Law School, Gary Francione. Francione? Francione? I don't know. It's weird because the quote starts with, I've been a vegan for 40 years. I guess it's like, I've been vegan for years. Don't get me wrong. I disagree with animal use altogether. Just to have the court start saying that non-human animals are persons under the law is going to raise all sorts of questions. The answers to which are not going to be amenable to many people. Like? 
That's all it says. That's the entire quote. Bro, come on, my dude. Doesn't give any other references. Just there you go. Yeah. I mean, he goes to the law school, so I'm going. Is a freshman at law school. I'm going to take his word on that. No, no, that's not the reason that matters. It's if years he's a vegan. Remember, forty years vegan. That's that's oh, what right, really matters right. in this discussion. You know, uh, how genuine do you think? Here's what I'm thinking, right? The people, the non-humans, the people, the non-human rights group, they project. Project. They. I'm just. I'm just imagining them sitting down at a table and being like, you know what? We need to get rid of. We need to ban uh, eating meat and whatnot. How do we do that? And they're like, oh well, there's one elephant over there. We can maybe use him as a way to do. It. Or are they thinking, damn, this elephant. He's, it's so sad that he has to live like this because she's so intelligent. How about we try to get rid of her? How about we try to get, uh, make her life a little bit better? Oh, it just happens that, you know, the animals, like other animals, like me gets banned or something. Because I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, how do you know if you're, they're genuine? Like, in the, their genuine nature is helping the elephant versus, you know, trying to do the elephant but in a roundabout way because they really want to get the, the meat banned. I think it's a bit of both. I, here's what I'm imagining happened is as an organization, they probably, like, spend a lot of time discussing what animals they can help and why. And the elephant one was brought up. Like, hey, this elephant's been in here for 45 years. It's been stuck in this quote-unquote cage for 45 years. And, you know, that's kind of sad. And, like, it passed the self-awareness test. So, like, it kind of is self-awareness. So, like, yeah, I guess that's a kind of a good argument. And then somebody probably mentioned, like, how, oh, if we could, like, get this one to work, then if we can use the illegal confinement argument, that could be applicable to other animals. And that could make our later battles, our legal battles, easier, including the one about no meat. So you're, th- you're, thinking, you're thinking they started genuine. They started genuine, but then what got them to con- that convinced them to put in the effort required was the idea that this could make e- every other future battle easier. Also, they use habeas corpus, which is uh, yes. that's not what you would use. A legal for this term. Kind. Yeah, well, it's not because habeas corpus, like, um, if, if I just do a quick Google search again, it's yeah, like it's a. <laughs> so funny, like what what I actually searched was like, it's gone, but it's like huge misspellings, right? But it says it's a writ requiring a person under arrest to be brought before a judge or into court, especially to secure the person's release unless lawful grounds are shown for their detention. The legal right to apply for habeas corpus. So it's like it's like a way to say, uh, I was I was wrongfully or unlawfully detained. Yeah. That's the reason. That's the big clincher here. So if they're saying that the the elephant was wrongfully detained, then they then the, the detaining of the elephant becomes illegal. So it's like it's like a, it's like a very clever way to say. Like it's not just to say like we need to, we need to free the elephant. This is a really clever way to say the the root cause is bad, and we need to get rid of yeah. any, any. So it, it's a huge precedence for sure. The law the law guy didn't think so. The the, the guy at the professor law school was like no 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 the one case won't be enough for the precedence. Yeah. Once again, it won't matter because they're gonna say no, and that's gonna be the end. Because we'll find out if happy stays happy. Oh, I don't know. All right. <laughs> you always try to do these <laughs> things, and they never work. They never work. Uh, one day, one day it'll work out. I'm like one of those uh, uh, superhero movies. What? Because, cause, okay, okay. This specifically because I was watching this YouTube channel where they they just they just trash on the Flash, like CW's The Flash. Okay. And uh, he goes through every single scene and he just says how bad it is and how inconsistent the writing is and how I can't even watch through it. Blah blah blah. It's so good because he explains everything. He explains it perfectly. And one thing he says every single scene is like, why doesn't Barry just defeat the dude? Why does he stop and talk to the dude? He always has some like clinchy one-liner. Like if someone's cold, oh. like, oh, that's kind of cold. And or it's like, you're kind of whatever, right? It's like, yeah, he's like, I'm going to freeze the entire city. Everyone inside it. It's like, oh, that's pretty cold-hearted, don't you think? Yeah, something like that. I was like, bro, what the heck? <laughs> so, this man's going to kill an entire city. He's like, I got to get my one-liner, though. 
He could just he doesn't, he doesn't need to talk. He's so fast. He could just defeat them right away. They don't even need to see him. Yeah, we need to get new writers for this podcast if you're gonna try to do that. We can't fire our current writers though. Nepotism. It's just us. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that was a very legal. We got we got some weird places in that episode, honestly. I didn't think we'd get into it. The whole uh, <laughs> what does it uh, cultures and traditions and whether they're worth it or not. That was a weird twist that came up. What does it mean to be intelligent? Uh, not listening to this podcast, probably. No, it's a rhetorical question. It's a rhetorical question. Cut that part out. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>